Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. After we get through clips of the week, I've got a good, I have a good, what's good for the goose is good for the gander thing from Tim Sandifer around the whole January 6th hearings that I think you will like, among other things on the way. Excellent. Got uh, got a guy in California who's got COVID and monkeypox. They think that's the only person in America that has them both. Ooh, the super combo. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's like at uh, Jack in a Box where you can get a burger and tacos, which I've never understood. Ew. God, I don't know why that just made my stomach twist a little. Well, maybe maybe it's a party pack. You got multiple people in the car. I don't know. I don't. I'm always by myself. I don't really uh, eat fast food anymore. You know why? Because I'm better than you. You don't eat fast food. No, I just, no, I don't. Well, aren't I you don't. precious? Well, no, I, I just, I, if I could make money gaining weight, I would be a zillionaire. <laughs> it is so easy for me to gain weight. I just, I've got to eat so carefully at this point. At this age, I guess, my metabolism has slowed down to that barely above the dead. And uh, so I've just got to eat really carefully. Anyway, oh, so barely got, above dead. <laughs> yeah, I'll check it again. I might be, uh, you know, at least even with the daisies. Anyway, uh, a lot of good stuff to get to, including an exciting bear-themed uh, featurette, right? Yeah, next segment, we'll, uh, we got a trio of bear stories. Wow. Uh, baby bear, mama bear, and papa bear. Three, three bear stories. 
We think you'll find it just right. Stay with us. Anyway, uh, first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. I look forward to this all week long. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Three, two, one, liftoff. Hey, I got to get ready now. I got to get in the right frame of mind. It is so hot, people are ordering Chipotle just so the E. coli can give them the chills. That's what I'm saying. People are doing this because that's how hot it is. So I'm here to ask you to do what you know how to do, because when you do what you do... It was the fist bump seen around the world. I think a lot of Americans saw that and were revolted by it. Mission largely accomplished. And if you broke the law, can't say that. I'm not gonna, you, I already said you will pay. Oaths matter. Character matters. Truth matters. Finally, That's the done. end of this tranche of hearings. What's that word? Tranche. The shot went through my door to the pillar to the kitchen. I was cooking food for my kids. President Zelensky called the strike an act of terrorism. These are not people. These are bastards who have done it. Iran can build a nuclear bomb if it wants, but there has been no decision by Iran to build one. Uh, look, he's having to go cup in hand to the Iranians to buy Iranian drones. Come on. Among those arrested, Ilhan Omar of Minnesota and New York's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who appeared to be handcuffed, but was, was not. Manchin says his main goal is to do what's good for West Virginia, and he's worried about inflation. Listen to what he told really, the West Virginia really? You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. After dodging the virus for two and a half years, COVID finally catching up to President Biden. And uh, I had a terrible headache. <laughs> and I did a very stupid thing. <laughs> That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. And is Delaware really that bad? Can an entire state be a carcinogen? You remember when you used to bang your windshield wipers against the curb? Get them all bent up and sharp? And hasta la vista, baby. Thank you. You know, I know we've talked to this topic to death. But to the president's story about corn pop and the razors... The idea that anybody <laughs> would laughingly tell a story with kind of like a fond, nostalgic remembrance. Of to the, children. To children in a pool. About when you used to get your knives rusty so that if you got into a knife fight and cut somebody, they'd also get tetanus, I guess. Well, and make sure it was a ragged wound that would not soon heal. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, that's that's that those days, you used to remember the straight race, you'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them rusty. Did, did you ever actually, were you an ISIS? How, how do, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, remember how you, remember how you'd put a guy in a cage and set him on fire? I mean, it's not much different than that. I mean, that's like horrific medieval awful cruelty. His kind right. of funny story about being a kid. <laughs> 
Well, I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. That little speech was disqualifying. <laughs> it should have been. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, just crazy. That is not. On the other hand, the AOC pretending to be handcuffed is one of my favorite things that's ever happened. It just so perfectly encapsulates our time. Yeah, everything being performative. Yeah, you've got a hot, large-breasted Instagram star girl with millions of followers who, when she gets a chance, goes to Congress now and again to, I don't know, move stuff around on her desk. She she doesn't legislate, as far as I can tell, pretending to be handcuffed at a phony protest. And, oh, that reminds me. I'd love to hear more, maybe listen to what you listen to or hear you talk more about the the podcast you were talking about, where just protest has become, like, way overrated in terms of how we run the country. Yeah, elevated to that's the way you get things done. You get a whole bunch of people together and march and protest. Shout angrily. (laughs) And it happened all over America after the uh, Roe versus Wade decision. You know, that's fine. You got nothing else to do on a Saturday. You're not going to do any harm. But in terms of energy and time... Get more people to vote for the candidates you want who are going to write legislation that leads to the policies you want. That's the way our system works. It doesn't actually run on protests. You know, and you could argue that, well, no, 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 these protests show people that we have a movement. We're moving. Nah, you know what? I think, uh, honestly, it's more like, you remember the, uh, the hashtag activism that people were talking about, hashtag free our girls. Every, you know, earnest young women would make duck lips in their picture and post some hashtag about the little girls abducted in Africa or whatever. And the point was made quite brilliantly that all you're doing is letting off the steam you could use to actually accomplish something. You're virtue signaling and you're robbing, you're, you're telling yourself that you've done something when you've done nothing. And I think there's a lot of that in the in the uh, chanting angrily community. You go home thinking you've done something. Yeah, and uh, this particular group of smart people was lumping in AOC's protest with a lot of your cable news appearances by some of your, you know, whether it's AOC or Matt Getz of Florida or whatever. It's just about riling people up, and then you go out to eat or whatever, and you you know you don't write any legislation. The point being, there was AOC and some others. You're in the government protesting the government. You are part of the legislative body. You're part of the only 535 people in America that can write laws. So you should be banding together with your other friends and trying to convince them to write laws that do the things you want to do. But no time is spent on that. Just the whole performative pretending to be handcuffed thing. And then the whole smiling thing, which is weird. Smiling for, you know, we got arrested and ha ha ha, we stuck at them. You know, for a lot of the people that really care about this issue, this is like a real life and death matter to them. Like, really important they care about it. Not really your smiling, cutesy sort of affair, but I don't know. But Everything I bet is the cash poured in. Oh, I'm sure it did. Everything is so weirdly performative and not legislative. I realize how boring the whole legislative process is, slow and boring, but it is actually the way things happen. Mm hmm. And uh, oh, and also the point that so a lot a lot of protests throughout history have accomplished a lot, no doubt about that. But people, the pro, the protests, for instance, happen in in uh, in, uh, in Alabama, Mississippi. I get those states mm-hmm. mixed up. In the in the '60s, you had black people who weren't by law allowed to sit at a 
certain counter for white people. So they went and broke the broke that law to indicate to the world how ridiculous that is. That's mm-hmm. completely different than illegally blocking traffic as a member of the government to protest the government. I mean, that's not the same level of bravery or making a point or anything. It's not even in the same category. Oh, yeah. I would suggest it's borrowing the real courage of some people and throwing it on like a jacket and parading around and saying, look at me how courageous I am, and then putting off, taking off the jacket the minute it's well, convenient. Right. You risked nothing to do that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. A couple of things real quick before we take a break on January 6th, because we talked a lot about the hearings earlier. We played some clips. We said our piece. We let you say your piece as a a lot of people responding who weren't happy with our piece. And if you missed any of that, I'd say hour one and two of today's podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Listen to that stuff. I actually watched the hearings last night. It's the first night I'd or first any of the hearings I'd watched well put together. I'd say it was it was a made for TV event. No doubt about it. It was not the boring, herky-jerky, two people repeat themselves and one person goes backwards sort of thing that they usually lay out in these hearings. It was, uh, it was way more orchestrated, and I, you know, I hope the Republicans learn from that and do that sort of thing when they've got a, an issue on their side. Um, but I was just looking at uh, something. There is a study out of UC Davis. 5% of people are willing to kill for a political purpose, according to a new study. Wow. And that's being presented as, you know, we're living in weird, dangerous times. I don't know if that number has been steady throughout history or is lower than it used to be. I don't actually even have any idea. Back when the is weather underground American was, people? Yeah, Americans. Uh, back when the weather underground was setting off bombs five times a day all across America, I wouldn't be surprised if there weren't more than 5% of people saying they're willing to kill for a political purpose. I don't know. I don't like that. I think, think that's a bad idea. A little, getting back to math. the getting back to the whole the way to enact change is vote for people who are going to write legislation. That would imply that 17 million Americans are willing to kill over politics. It would imply that 17 million Americans would tell a pollster that they're willing to kill for politics. True. Whether or not they actually would, I don't know, but that is a lot of people. We used to do that whole thing about uh, when they talk about um, jihadists, and remember, it always be good. Good news: only two percent of of uh, Muslims in whatever country right, say they yeah. would kill for their beliefs. And then we'd do the math. Okay, that's eleven million people. That seems like a lot. Right. I have one more thing on that point from Tim Sandifer, the lawyer, and then maybe some jocularity as it's Friday and we've started to get into the booze drawer. The second drawer from the bottom on the desk is the booze drawer. We open that one. Plus, tell me about the bears, Uncle Jack. Oh, yeah. I want to hear about the bears. Three bear stories. One of them too hot, one of them too cold, one of them just right. All on the way. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm starting to come across a lot of things that I'm interested in talking about. So I'm going to try to get these organized in my mind. Good. I'll put my feet up and get my drink on. Before we get off the air today. It's Friday somewhere. We're talking January 6th there a little bit. I wanted to throw this out from Tim Sandifer, who is definitely not a Trump fan. Uh, and uh, leans toward Trump should have been convicted and removed from office for what he did. But 
bothered by Joe Biden the other day coming out and saying, my message today is loud and clear. Since Congress is not acting on the climate emergency, I will. And announcing his executive orders with Tim Sandifer, who is a big fan of the Constitution, saying, since the constitutional democratic process didn't lead to the results I wanted, could be Trump here, could be Biden here, could be Obama here, mm-hmm. I, the ruler, will do what I want anyway. Yeah. Well said. Yes. That's either okay or it's not. This whole, I don't like the results of what uh, following the law or the Constitution or one branch of government did, so I'm going to just overturn it myself. It's not the way I it's can't get to a law passed, so I'll have a bunch of bureaucrats uh, call it a rule, and I'll pass that or sign that. Or I'll storm yeah. the Capitol or whatever. Or I'll, right. you know, whatever. Um, and I'm not equating the two. One is much worse than the other, but they're both the same thing of uh, I'm going to take my ball and go home. I don't like the way this game is going. Came across this before I get to the Bears, and I will have time for the Bears. Um, You'd better. Pretty shocked by this. An Ipsos poll around gun ownership. Should the minimum age to buy any type of gun, any type of gun, be raised to 21? 61% strongly support. 23% somewhat support. For a total of 84%. Strongly or somewhat support raising the age of any gun ownership to 21 in America. Wow. I think we, you know, that doesn't square with the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment doesn't say you get a right to free speech if you're 21. But I think it squares with what we all feel about what's an adult and what's not. We're, we're, I think we're all feeling like 18 is too young in the modern day for whatever reason. Yeah, there's a real tension between modern life brainal development and the law in terms of who is an adult yeah culturally it's tough to square that all up culturally and scientifically all everything's moving toward you're not an adult at 18 no way there is one party that would hate it though if a whole bunch of young people were all of a sudden not old enough to vote now the bear story's got to make sure i have time for this now i can do it in a minute 30 and uh, the first two uh, the people get the, uh, the 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 upper hand on the bear. Here's a woman. Uh, well, let's hear it. Get down from there. Get down. Get down from there. Right now. Go. 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 You get down from my porch right now. Go. Go. What do you think you're doing on my porch? You get down. Go. Go. How dare you? Wow. Go. <laughs> I see you. Appealing to the bear's sense of decency. <laughs> I see you. I see How you. How dare you? <laughs> I'm still looking at you. Yes, I like that. So first, the just, you know, I'm going to order you around as the human and you're the bear. Followed yes. by, again, as you said, an appeal to their sense of decency. How dare you? <laughs> Here's another bear who I think was getting in a car. Grab my keys and I walk to the vehicle and I open the driver's side door and this head pops out in the back seat. It's, it's the bear. I freaked out. I closed the door immediately, and I ran into the house, and I started screaming. We do have a bear that got into a car and got some food. Has since then learned to test just about every car it seems it comes across. It's just gross in there. It's absolutely disgusting. And I didn't get to bear number story number three, in which the bear wins. And it's gruesome. Oh. So two where the people won against the bear in a charming way, and then one where the bear wow. really wins. That second one, it sounds like the bear did some pooping. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. He's night walk to the vehicle and I open the driver's side door and this head pops out in the back seat. It's, it's the bear. I freaked out. I closed the door immediately and I ran into the house and I started screaming. We do have a bear that got into a car and got some food. Has since then learned to test just about every car it seems it comes across. It's just gross in there. It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, the bear was mm. pooping in the car, sitting in its own filth. So you open the door to your car and there's a bear sitting in the back seat. <laughs> I'm asking, wow. do you even have a license? Oh, they're in the back seat. Okay. Uh, so that one is kind of, uh, you know, the first one, the lady rough talks the bear off the porch. Uh, again, appealing to his sense of decency. How dare you? Um, and, and also doing one of my favorite things that my wife does when she's like mad at Baxter, her dog. She'll speak to him in complete sentences explaining what's aggrieved her. And I'm like, uh, he doesn't really speak English, honey. Not per se. Um, I mean, you could you could yell at your dog. TV dinners should not include mashed potatoes. And the dog would get, oh, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Right. I'm in trouble. Right. So the tone is the only thing that matters. Sure. 
Uh, but uh, the the second lady uh, bear that that's bo- that's become that bold is probably going to be a former bear. So yeah, I don't know if you remember this story. This woman in Montana, sixty five years old, killed by a bear, pretty big bear. Uh, the lesson here is, and this is one where the the bear wins, I guess, mm. the person versus bear battle. Well, yeah, but then they found the bear, and the bear lost. Well, yeah, ultimately the bear lost. That's a good point. Yeah. Anyway, she, this woman had a, encountered the bear. She's camping and managed to scare it off, making loud noises, thinking, okay, I won. Then she goes back to her tent, removes all the food, gets a can of bear, bear spray in case she needs it, and goes to bed. Well, an hour later, the bear returned, went in the tent, and killed her. Broke her neck, etc. Um, they think it was a little bit of blueberries in a toiletry bag. Just a couple of dried blueberries in a toiletry bag was enough. Wow. The bear's smell is that good to lure the bear in, and that was it. So, and ain't a joke about that. If you're actually around, there are bears about. Yeah, have every tiny bit of morsel of food put away, I guess. Wow. Hanging up wow. in a tree. I've never actually done that. I've seen people do it. Yeah. I'm doing a little kayaking in bear country soon. I used to know a guy who got pulled out of a tent by a bear. The bear bit into the top of his head and pulled him out of his tent. And then then left him alone. Knocked him around a little and left him alone. Happened to him as a kid. He had a a fake top on his head. Good Lord. Like plastic. The skull part. Yeah. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Number one threat to America, bears. There you go. Stop it! Ah! Bear! That's it? That's all we got? Go away! <laughs> God, I'd go away from that tone of voice. There's something about that I tone know. of voice. It's just, oh, I will go wherever, wherever will make you stop using that voice, I will go. Or do, or not do, or whatever. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Yeah, there's something about that chick's tone of voice that yeah. just, oh, it sets me so on edge. Mm-hmm. That all we got, Michael, of that? That's all I got right now. There you go. Well, right now is when we friggin' need it, isn't it? <laughs> all we got right now. Yes. D- did you enjoy an early dinner? Huh? Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, where were we? Uh, oh, 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 this story. I've been sitting on this for days, and Brett Baer did it last night. I was kind of pissed because I've been wanting to talk about it. There's a Chinese company closely tied to the communist government. Of course, all Chinese companies are, arguably, but they're really closely tied. That's buying 300 acres of farmland practically next door to one of our critical Air Force bases, where we do all sorts of high-tech drone stuff. The Fufeng Group is going to build a $700 million corn milling plant, creating a bunch of jobs for the area, blah, blah, blah. I'm guessing the U.S. military could, or government could not buy a bunch of land right next to a Chinese military base. The very suggestion is practically hilarious. It's so crazy. Senior Air Force officers circulated a memo in April warning that the presence of of the Fu Feng group was a national security threat. Quote, some of the most sensitive elements of Grand Forks exist with the digital uplinks and downlinks inherent with unmanned air systems and their interaction with space-based assets. In other words, they will sit there and steal all of our signals and figure out how we do what we do. God, we're so naive. Yeah, I just I worry a lot when I hear these kind of stories that when the S hits the fan, 
and f- things go really bad and we get our, you know, our ass in handed to us by China or something, we're going to look back on all these. How did nobody connect the dots with like a thousand really blatant dots? Yeah, Gordon Chang, friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show with the Gatestone Institute, said this is just impossibly stupid, among other things. And another Chinese tech story, I found this very interesting. There's a big GPS vehicle tracking system that I guess is used, everything from trucking companies to cop shops, taxi services, whatever, anybody who needs to keep track of where its vehicles are. Um, It's, uh, what's the name of it? MV720. Um, it's a GPS tracker built by Mycotis, a Shenzhen-based electronics maker, which claimed more than claims more than 1.5 million GPS trackers in use today across uh, countries worldwide. But evidently, uh, according to this uh, tech security so- uh, startup, they can be easily exploited to track and even remotely cut the engines of at least a million vehicles around the world including law enforcement and emergency responder vehicles. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. This this stuff exists so that if, you know, I'm running Joe's Trucking Company and somebody steals one of my trucks, I can cut the engine. Um, But the idea that the uh, Chinese government would be able to cut the engines of millions of vehicles around the uh, world is is a little trouble. That's one of the things with the high-tech stuff. I mean, it's got all the cool stuff, but the the downside. Like my my old F-150, ain't nobody going to be able to shut off that truck remotely. My new Tesla? Yeah, probably. Probably a decent hacker could. So, there you go. How about the new Cadillac, Joe? Have you heard about that? Cadillac used to be the Cadillac of automobiles. Hmm. But, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, not quite as prestigious as it once was. They're trying to make a comeback with this new vehicle that they've got coming out that is, I don't know how you pronounce it, it's the... Celestic so Celeste with an IQ on the end. I don't know. But anyway, it's their brand new all-electric car that's planning to hit the world on 2025, and they're hoping to be the standard of the world for luxury brand automobiles with the coolest tech ever. It's got a 53-inch screen in front of you as you sit in there. It's The whole dashboard is a screen, um, wow. kind of like what we were talking about the other day. But um, it's here's the price on it. This is really the reason for doing the story. And I've looked at the picture. It's really freaking cool looking. It doesn't look like a Cadillac in any way whatsoever. $300,000 electric car. Oh. $300,000. They're going after the Bentley crowd, um, which I don't know. Is there, are there 10 of them in the world? I don't know how many of those you get to make and sell. But Cadillac's trying to reestablish itself as like, you know, like a Bentley, like it used to be many, many decades ago. Wow, that's an expensive car. That's interesting, the whole electric car world going that direction. Because Teslas, the top-end Teslas are already really expensive. Then you got that guy that left Tesla to make Lucid, and those are like two and a quarter to start. And now Cadillac's wanting to come out with a $300,000 electric car. Is that going to work for the whole people need to start driving electric cars thing that i think it's the mercedes model where mercedes-benz established itself as like a premier luxury brand and then they've been getting uh, how do i put this i don't mean to be insulting or anything but they've been aiming at a lower and lower income level with their cars Mm -hmm. Uh, democratizing mercedes-benz jack bringing it to the masses there are plenty of Mercedes-Benz out on the road that don't cost that much. I mean, compared to in an era when a loaded pickup truck is $81,000. Or $100,000. Well, right, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So anyway, I have a feeling that's their idea. Get a lot of splashy headlines, get a reputation for luxury and quality, and oh, okay. then, you know, go from there. There can't be that many people in the market for a $300,000 car. There just can't be. Uh, we will finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Another reason the president's going to be fine is because, let's be honest, there's not much that COVID can do to him. (laughs) Yeah, think about it. What's going to happen? The virus is going to get in his body and be like, let's see what I can do here. Time to get some brain fog, some fatigue, some dizzy... Wait, wait. (laughs) Have I already been here? What's going on? I guess that's the sort of joke you make even with a lefty audience if you see the polling that nearly 100% of Democrats under 30 don't want Biden to run again. You probably think you're safe making that kind of joke. That was mildly amusing, which is the funniest Trevor Noah has ever been. I just saw this headline, don't want to talk serious stuff in the waning moments of a Friday show, but a wealthy neighborhood in Minneapolis where they actually did defund the police... 
A wealthy neighborhood is crowdfunding its own security. I wish I had thought that that might happen <laughs> the day I first heard of defending the police. You know what's going to happen? Rich people aren't going to live in na- dangerous neighborhoods. They're going to hire private security. It's the poor people that are going to have crime running rampant. That's what's going to happen. If only somebody'd seen that coming. Um, oh, you know what? The, the, during this very brief, serious segment, I just want to mention one more time. A guy attacked a congressman running for governor of New York on stage with a blade, tried to stab him in the throat. Thank God he was stopped and wrestled to the ground and the congressman was not assassinated. He was released later that day on his own recognizance. What the hell? Flying this summer, can you take your Harry Potter wand on the plane? That and other answers from the TSA in the New York Times today. As they say, more people are flying and the rules have changed somewhat, maybe since the last time you flew pre-COVID, blah, blah, blah. Still, the whole liquid thing is weird. Is guacamole a liquid or a solid, or is this more than three ounces? Or And then and they hardly ever enforce it, but every once in a while they do and throw away your toothpaste and that whole thing. But anyway... I believe, formally speaking, guacamole is a liquid. I didn't even read the rest of the paragraph to figure it out, because I probably am not traveling with guacamole. But um, uh, there is an extensible and searchable list at the TSA website of items, if you're wondering. But it's a little uh, inconsistent, I would say. Knitting needles are allowed in your carry-on, but no kind of knife. I could mess you up with a knitting needle, I'm thinking, if that's what I I wanted to do, but but not my two-inch blade pocket knife. All right. Live fish are allowed, even in a bag of water, for whatever reason, the bag of water. Yeah, no kidding. I tend to miss my fish when I'm on vacation. I like to take them with me. Comfort fish. And the live fish will not be a live fish for very long without the water. (laughs) But for whatever reason, the live fish in water do not need to meet the three one one ounces rule. You can have more than that if you got a fish in there. Well, I think if it was like uh, that uh, Al Qaeda explosive liquid thing they were working on, I think the fish would be dead in a, a big damn hurry. Is that right? the theory? If they're alive, it's good enough. It's like you turn on your laptop. Okay, it's got a real battery in there. Cricket bats and cutting boards should be checked. Musical instruments like violins are allowed. However, brass instruments are not. I think that's some sort of anti-brass, pro-woodwind bias. Clearly. And I don't like that at all. Uh, How about brass monkeys? Wands are allowed on flights. Why wouldn't they be? There's a question as to whether or not TSA agents take out vibrators to get to talk about them with the woman passenger because it kind of turns them on and they think it's funny or because, you know, it's an electronic device and could be an explosive of some sort. I don't know, but it happens a lot, and I've known people that happened this too, and they all thought the guy was doing it just because they thought it would be kind of cool to talk to them about their vibrator. Oh, boy. That does happen pretty regularly, like practically always, if you're trying to travel with a personal pleasure device, which I think is a sin and uh, just disgusting. (laughs) Uh, That's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, 
You can travel with knitting needles at Men's Near the gazillions of knives that they confiscate every year. Because people like me, I got a pocket knife in my pocket right now. Who uh, who show up there? Forget they got a pocket knife, and the TSA takes it away from it, and they sell them at a profit. It's actually a profit center for the for the government to sell all these knives that they confiscate. Wow. Knitting needles, you can just stab the crap out of somebody. I guess you're not allowed to stab somebody with your knitting needle, but you can have it. <laughs> you can, but you shouldn't. A foam toy sword is not considered a weapon. Good. Good. A toy lightsaber, depending on how much electronics is involved, may or may not make the, the, the cut. A set of antlers. I, did, I didn't find that paragraph. I'm guessing if knitting needles, if knitting needles are a yes, but knives are no, do you think antlers are okay? I'm I'm saying no to the antlers. You could gore somebody. <laughs> I don't have the answer. You'll just have to show up at the airport and take your chances, I guess. Gloom to your head. How about a big buffalo headdress? Because I'm heading to the Capitol. <laughs> oh, boy. I watched a lot of the January 6th hearings last night. This is the first of it I had taken in at all. And I was impressed with the showmanship of it. They mm-hmm. overstated things that I thought, I don't. I wish you wouldn't do that. I don't know why you're doing that. I think you've got the cases on your side, in my opinion. Exaggerating only hurts your cause because it makes people like me groan. Like the number of police officers that died. There's one guy that had a tart attack later that probably the stress of it could have, but that's not certain. And then the other one's suicides afterwards. Do you put that on? I don't know. But it's not, but it always implies that that day while the rioting was going, while they're showing the videos of people being beaten on the steps, you're implying that they were killed then and they weren't. Well, the moment they put that lying piece of crap Adam Schiff on the committee, they gave away at least half their credibility in my mind. It is now my incredible privilege to present final thoughts with these more. Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, and I'll say it once again because Joe said it earlier. The problem is every time we get into the topic of January 6th or anything, we don't say everything every time. So, you know, you get a certain impression. If you if you want to hear more of it, first two hours of the show today, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Now let's do some final thoughts. Everybody on the crew to wrap things up. Our technical director, Michelangelo, leading us off. Michael, final thought? Yeah, my wife and I just set up a hummingbird feeder and we're enjoying it. But, you know, if it was up to me, I'd want a giant aquarium in my home. I've always wanted one with fancy fish. But then I remember I can't put the milk back in the fridge, so it's oh, probably not a good yeah, idea for you me. You don't want to kill off the fancy fish. No, no. And you're uh, making the hummingbirds dependent on you, Michael. They'll feed themselves. Hmm. Uh, young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer. Alex, a final thought? You know, we've talked about it on the show before. The Masters is unlike any golf tournament. You have to enter a, ra- a raffle to win tickets. Well, I put my name in right after the Masters. I got the email yesterday. Nope. Didn't get him. So, <laughs> yeah. we'll try again next yeah. year. Yeah. Jack, a final thought? My son's having a play date this afternoon. I'm bone-tired. Like, bone-tired. Would love to take a nap. But you don't get to do that when you're a parent. You just don't. And he's having a play date, and it's probably going to ruin me. It'll probably wreck me. I prob- I'm going to drink so much coffee to make it through there. But I will entertain those young lads, because that's what I do. Wow. Excellent. What are you thinking? Song and dance? Physical comedy? Pie in the face? I'm probably going to go nerf dart. As my beloved grandfather, God rest his soul, used to say, A little song, a little dance, a little seltzer in the pants. He's a good man. I was thinking about him a lot the other day for some reason. Thinking about those who've passed and try to keep them alive in your heart, you know? 
It's the best we can do, right? That's a good final thought. Yeah, it's kind of a final, final thought. But... Jeez, I'd say heavy. And mm. maybe the heaviest final thought of all time. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. If you missed a chunk of the show, get the Armstrong and Getty On Demand podcast. We went deep into how the elite deserved Trump during hour two. Dig it. Yeah, it's pretty good. We'll see you Monday. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. This is a beautiful moment. I mean, this is the sort of original sin. And um, this is horrible. It was so bizarre and so grotesque. You, you, you fool! Can't say that. Are you f- high, bro? <laughs> so let's go out with a bang. <laughs> Buttocks liquid? I don't know what would be the right. Oh, 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 my. Oh, my. Have a great Friday, you mother. The Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.